and welcome to episode 28 of the Whatever I Find Entertaining Podcast. Yes, this is our Marshall Falk episode. Of course I was going to go with Marshall Falk this episode. I'm a St. Louis kid. Who else I'm going to go with for number 28? Fucking Daryl Hillman from the 78 New Jersey Nets? Fuck no. We want Marshall Falk. Today our Marshall Falk episode, man. What, fuck. What was the... um? What was his nickname? It was like the Deacon or the Reverend or something like that. I don't remember what his nickname was. He was hard though. Love Marshall Falk. Huge Marshall Falk fan. I wasn't even a Rams fan back then. I've always been an Eagles fan. I was going to talk about the Eagles on today's show today too, by the way, because we just got our ass kicked by the Cowboys. <clears throat> but I was like, eh, I ain't finna vent to y'all like that. I don't, I'm not too upset about it. I mean... They played good. We just couldn't stop them from scoring, and our offense didn't do too great. It, it's it's fine. I'm not I'm not too mad about the loss. We lost a division game on the road. That's fine. I'm not gonna spend all day talking about that. What I will spend today talking about. First off, I'm gonna give you a little heads up. It's gonna be a bit of a different show today. We're gonna do a different little format. I don't have like a list of things I want to go through today. Honestly, I had a list, and I was like, eh. I don't really want to do that. I decided to switch it up. So today is going to be a Marvel-only episode. So if, if you are one of my few viewers who just hate hearing about Marvel news, then I'm sorry. This is going to be a straight-up Marvel episode today. What we're going to do, got a bit of a surprise for y'all, is we're going to talk about uh, Marvel's What If Episode 8, of course. Straight-up spoilers for that joint. So be ready for that. But after that, we're going to end the show... It's just gonna be. I'm gonna talk about that for a while because it was a fantastic episode and there is a lot to talk about. After that, we're going to talk about Venom. Let there be carnage. I, I kid you not. We're gonna talk about it. I seen it. I went with a few of my brothers. It was fantastic. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, but yeah, before we get into that crap, we gotta do what's most important first and do a wellness check. How y'all doing today, man? How y'all doing since the last time we talked? Is everything going great? I hope it is. I hope y'all lives are going fantastic. I hope y'all being strong and helpful and, you know, people can count on you and you can count on people and everybody in your life got the support system they need to get us through this crazy stuff that we're going through these days because everybody needs help sometimes and everybody's going through stuff sometimes. So you never know when something small could be something big to somebody so just i guess what i'm trying to say is just every day you wake up man just try to be the best human you can be like don't worry about getting rich don't worry about getting famous don't worry about those bills you got to pay i know it's a hazard but just try to be a good human today and then tomorrow try to be a better human then than you are now that's just one day at a time y'all. that's all it's about just one day at a time now that we got that out the way we're going to take a quick break like we used to do at the start of the show. And when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, episode 8 of Marvel's What If in its entirety. So this is your spoiler warning. Right now, I'm letting you know we're going to spoil some Marvel's What If episode 8. So if you haven't seen episode 8 yet, go ahead and pause it. Pause the podcast. Watch that joint and come back and then also like wait for my ad to be finished because that well you know what? Never mind. Just go watch your show. 
When you come back, we're going to talk about it together. I will be right back. All right, welcome back to the show. Just another quick reminder. This is a spoiler warning for episode eight of Marvel's What If. We are going to go through the entire episode in its entirety. The entire episode in its entirety. So, um, first thing I'll say is really dope, really, really great, amazing episode. I know, big surprise coming from me. But uh, this episode is peculiar because it seems to pick up right where the last one left off and this is the first time i think we have any real solid connection between episodes because if you remember in episode seven spoiler alert um episode seven right at the end there was this weird uh, ultron army coming through the thing and then ultron had like all of the infinity stones yeah that's what episode eight was pretty much about him um getting the stones and just i mean it started as like it kind of picked up where the avengers 2 age of ultron started with tony stark like man we need a suit of armor around the world and they created ultron like they did in the movie but where the episode differs is that ultron succeeded in turning the body that originally became vision in the movie he turned that into his own body so now it was like loud ass cars Sorry about that. Uh, now it's like it was Ultron mixed with Vision instead of Ultron and the Vision going at it. Now they were mixed together in one body. So he was pretty just he was just too much, bro. Like there wasn't nobody to fight him. So eventually he created an army and shit just got out of control. But what was really crazy and a really dope part of this episode is Thanos shows up. And he's there to do his normal thing that Thanos does. He's there to wipe out half the population. And Ultron sees him and he's he sees the, the Infinity Gauntlet with all the stones in it. And he's like, what the fuck? That shit look dope as hell. And he just one-shots Thanos. Just straight up splits him down the middle with a beam. Kills Thanos with no type of effort from him. Uh, takes the stones out of the gauntlet. And then he puts them on his chest. I don't, however, I don't know. He starts using the stones. I, he installed them into himself. I don't really know the explanation with that. But, uh, yeah, and then after he did that, it's like, so now you got Ultron mixed with Vision with the power of all the Infinity Stones. So now he, like, legit is just unstoppable. So he goes on a tirade, starts... Well, I guess he had, at that point, he had already taken over Earth. But then he realizes, because now he can see everything. Because he has all the stones and he's like, oh man, there's other planets that need me to do this too. So now he just goes and starts wiping out planets. They show him wiping out um, Asgard. They show, what else? He did Asgard. He did um, Nova Prime. He did, it was just a bunch of, uh, he did Ego. He wiped out Ego. That was crazy. Um... It was just a bunch of well-known places that, that we've been to the MCU at this point. He's wiping out these planets. The Watchers, like, narrating all this shit. And narrating like, man, this shit crazy. Uh, can't believe Ultron is doing this. He don't really need to. He's doing way more than he should. This is, like, ridiculous. And Ultron's like, hey, bro, who the fuck is that talking? And he looks, he turns around. Well, first the Watcher's like, wait, can he hear me? And then he turns around and he just sees the Watcher. And the whole time the Watcher was talking, I was like, bruh, he gonna see you. You better get the fuck out of here. 
And the watch is just talking and talking. You know what the watch do. If, if they do two things, bro, it's watch and talk. And so he just kept talking and kept talking and kept talking. And eventually, Ultron was like, bro, who the fuck is that talking? And, yeah, he turns around and he sees him. And he's like, yeah, I see you, bro. And he's like, oh, shit. And then he, like... He doesn't attack him at that point, but you know, the watcher gets the fuck out of there. He's like, ah, yeah, I gotta get the fuck out of there. This nigga can see me, man. This shit's a fucking nightmare. So, uh, the watcher uh, goes back to Earth, and you can see the only two people left on Earth to fight Steel are uh, Black Widow and, and Hawkeye. And so, they're trying to find this. Um, they have this plan on they're looking for a certain device or something you don't really know what they're looking for at the point but they're looking for something that can stop Ultron so they go to this like German base of some sort this abandoned base and they're in there looking through all these files and uh, was it German? it might have been a Russian base I don't know but they're looking through all these files trying to find something and once again you don't know what they're looking for but the watcher's like right there and he's watching them look for the stuff and he's like he's trying to decide whether or not he should interfere and help them find it because he knows what they're looking for and he knows where it is he knows everything he's watching and so while they're looking for it, he's like come on man you're right there you're super close you almost got it you almost got it you keep looking you got it uh they miss it a couple times they come near to giving up but then they don't eventually they find it and they're like cool what they were looking for was a computer program that can hack into Ultron's network and bring them down. And it just so happens to be the same fucking computer program that they talked to in uh, that Cap and uh, Wanda, or Cap and Black Widow, talked to in Winter Soldier. So they, uh, they find that program, they upload it, and well, they don't upload it, they start it, they boot it. I don't really know the explanation, but they turn it on. And they're talking to him, and they're like, hey, we need you. He's still been an asshole, like he's always been. But they're like, hey, we need you to hack into Ultron and, you know, bring him down. Or, I don't do the same shit you did with with uh, Hydra and the shield. Not shield. Yeah, shield. Hydra and shield. And after some bullshit, eventually he decides he's going to help. So, some, um, some Ultron robots. Well, she calls Ultron. She calls Ultron, gives up her position. They come. They end up hacking one of the robots. Because they're like, hey, if we can hack one of the robots, they're all a hive mind. So they're all working on the same wavelengths. We hack one, we could, there could be a, a beeline straight to Ultron. So they do. They get one of the robots. They hack it. Um, but it doesn't work. Because if you find out that Ultron's not even in this universe. So how would this even work? It's kind of wonder how he's even controlling them, but whatever. I'm not gonna get into that. Uh, so he's like, "Yeah, how was he like I, the the computer program dude, the asshole?" He's like, "I can't hack into a system." And I'm like, "Why the fuck not?" He's like, "He's not even in this universe. Wherever he is, bro, it's not this universe. So I can't contact him." So the robots start rushing. It was hella hella robots, uh, like grunt robots. Uh, they attack, and you know they all flee. Uh, Black Widow, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and uh, the the robot who now is in the body of one, not the robot, the program who's now in the body of one of the Ultron robots. And you know, they try to flee. Um, 
Hawkeye does this really stupid heroic thing where he sacrifices himself so they can get away. And I know that's what it's supposed to be. But to me, it just looks so dumb because I, I just feel like he didn't, one, he didn't have to do that. Two, like, those heroic things when done in movies, never, I never really get it. Because it's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself so you can get away. And it's like, really, all you're doing is leaving her to fight this fight all by herself. Not like, you could have kept going and got away. Like, the thing he did, he like, I don't know, he shot a bunch of arrows out and they created like a net to block them from going. And I'm like, oh no, that's not what he did. He did that before. I don't know, I think he just created an explosion. I think that's what he did. And I'm like, bro, you could have did that without sacrificing yourself. Now it's her to fight. Now you're leaving her to fight this fight all by herself. That's straight up just bogus, bro. Like, you really whack for that. But anyway, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna let go of that moment too long. He should, he didn't have to sacrifice himself. But anyway, uh, you cut to, it cuts to um, the Watcher, like, yes, they did it. We got a fighting chance now. They can really fix the universe and undo all this bullshit. And that's when Ultron shows up where the Watcher is. And the Watcher's like, nigga, how the fuck? Like, what? The only Watcher's supposed to get to where I am. How the fuck you get here? So they have like a, a, a DBZ style fight where they're flying all over the place and throwing energy at each other. It was a pretty dope ass fight. I really enjoyed it. Um, it goes on for a really long time. And right when you think one of them got the upper hand, the other one busts out something new and they're like, now nah, I got the upper hand. And yeah, it goes on for a while. Eventually, um, eventually Ultron wins. But it went on for a long time. Like it was a really cool fight where it was, it was a point where like Ultron was standing over the watcher's body and punching them and every time he punched them they shifted dimensions so it was a, it was a really really dope fight but uh yeah he um uh, Ultron eventually ends up winning and he's like now not only do he have the power and ability to go to different planets and take all their planets now he can see all the universes and all the timelines and all the dimensions and he's like okay now it's, now it's my purpose because the, the, the thing was after he conquered Earth, and he was like, oh, okay, now I can go to different planets and conquer them, or destroy them, I don't know. I don't really know what his thing was. He, uh, he, he didn't have a purpose. That's what I forgot to mention. He didn't have a purpose. He's like, okay, my job done. Now what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm a program without a purpose. That's what the Watcher was saying. That's what he was talking about. He was like, yeah, he don't got no purpose. Now he's just a lonely machine with nothing. That's when Ultron heard him and found him. So now he gets to this point where he was like, once he defeats the Watcher, he's like, oh shit, now I can see different realms, different dimensions, different timelines, like, oh, I can see, I can see everything. And he's like, now I know my purpose is to wipe out all the timelines. And, I was, well, not wipe out the timelines, you know, just basically do what he did here to other dimensions, other universes. So it, that's kind of where it ends, which I'm like, that shit was dope. I, I really, I really fucked with it. It, it kind of lends itself. I, I mean, I know these what ifs aren't canon. That's the whole point of a what if to be non-canon. But man, would it be crazy if somehow Ultron showed up in uh, Loki season two, or if somehow, like what? Uh, I said if Loki should. Did I say if Loki shows up? But did I say if Ultron? If Ultron shows up in uh, season two of Loki. Uh, or if Ultron is somehow responsible for this multiverse shit that the Rich Men started getting into, or if it has something to do with what Doctor Strange is doing in Spider-Man, there's, there's so much potential, it's kind of mind-blowing. 
But uh, yeah, that was that was the end of the episode. It was nice to see that by the end that they're starting to really connect these things, because I think they're more related than than they want us to believe. So, it all in all, it was a dope episode. I really enjoyed it. I, I phenomenal. I got no complaints, no restrictions, none whatsoever. But um, on that note, we're gonna take a quick little break. Probably get an ad in here. And then we're going to talk about drum roll, please. We're gonna talk about Venom too. Let there be carnage. Yes, I'm not joking. I've seen it. I can't wait to talk about it on the show, man. But we'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's time to discuss. Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Now, I will tell y'all, spoiler warnings, I'm going to go through my entire feelings on the movie from top to bottom. But, I will say this. There is something, which you probably heard at this point, there is something amazing in the after credit scene that I will not be spoiling because I wouldn't dare spoil that. Not at all. That shit's too amazing. You got to see that shit yourself. Uh-uh. But besides that, spoiler warning... Cause we're about to go. It's your last chance. We're about to get into the movie. So Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Spoiler. I guess I don't want to say review. I'm not giving a review on the movie, but my impressions on the movie. Spoiler impressions starts now. I I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I really really enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. It's not very deep. Not very existential. It's not gonna blow your mind. But it was a fun movie. They, I feel like they definitely improved on the first one. So it's definitely better than the first one. I personally feel like the first one uh, had a slow start to it. But I don't feel that way with this one. I feel like it got right into it and it, it flowed at a good pace for the for all of the movie. Actually, the really the only the only thing that bothered me about Venom Two is a uh, the only scene I didn't like, I'll say, is a scene where the ex-girlfriend calls him to meet for dinner, and then when he, when he gets there, he's like, so what is this about? And she tells him she's married, or she's engaged, or she's getting married. I don't know. Something. It's the same guy she was dating in the first one, so I don't know. I, I, this whole scene was like, what's the point of this? It, um, it was kind of weird. It was kind of awkward. I mean... Everything about the character, as far as the ex-girlfriend, I didn't really like her in the first one either. She was part of the reason why I thought the first one uh, started off slow. Because just the, the first 40 or so minutes of that movie was just filled with just uninteresting characters where their plots didn't really go anywhere. They didn't really... I mean, they were just served as MacGuffins. Like, they just served as placeholders to get the character from here to here. Like, none of... Like, you could have replaced their gender, face... Uh, acting chops like they just they didn't serve any purpose in a movie other than to move the character along and it's like I guess that's all movies and all characters but it just felt damn it, it, it felt very hollow it just those characters just were uninteresting um his boss uh his his his, his ex-wife or ex fiance or whatever they were um the, the the guy who ran the evil company, uh, the the scientist later who worked for the evil company that helped him get into the facility, um, 
Who else? I don't know. The, the fact that this guy was an internationally known reporter who did work that's changed the world, but after he does his one thing, then all of a sudden he can't even get a job cleaning toilets. Like, come on now, bro. Like, keep it real. But I've already talked on that enough. I ain't finna talk it off about why I think the beginning of the first one was bad. Because I love the first one. I thought it was dope as hell. Uh, I like this. This was better. They approved of. Everything that made the first one good, everything that made the first one good, they improved on it. Um, I mean, is the relationship between Brock and Venom a little too silly at times? Yeah, but I mean, that's what they were going for. That was the tone they picked and they stuck to it. So I'm fine with it. It doesn't really bother me all that much. Um, uh, obviously, Carnage looked phenomenal. Uh, Woody Harrelson did a fantastic job as Cletus Cassidy. It the only thing that sucks about this is when characters when well, when characters are that good and they're portrayed that well, it sucks to see that they're only gonna do this for one movie. Like because even if Carnage finds some way back, I doubt Cletus is gonna be there. He looked pretty damn dead. Uh, I, I believe Venom bit his head off. I believe so. Well, it it just sucks that. And once again, spoilers. Venom 2. It just, yeah, it just sucks that you're not going to get to see that actor or that character again in this role. That sucks because he was so great. And uh, the suit looked great. Carnage was great. And it was I, I could have dealt without that weird love story between him and, and Shriek or Scream or whatever her name was. Pretty sure she's supposed to be a symbiote herself. But maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she's just kind kind of named after one of the uh, one of the symbiotes, and it just happened to be a coincidence. But yeah, I don't know. I could have dealt without that little romantic story. I don't. I'm not sure what it did for the movie. Like, did they want you? Did, was the movie trying to get you to see Cletus in uh, like a sympathetic light? Because nobody who knows who he is is ever gonna see him as anything other than sympathetic. So, I mean, not anything other than any, they're not going to be sympathetic towards that character. It's just, there's no way in hell. He didn't fuck too many people over in his life. But besides that, that weird love scene between them and the ex-girlfriend and her husband being in a movie. It's like, besides, those were the two low parts to me. And the relationship thing didn't even bother me all that much. I just thought it was kind of weird. But uh, the ex-girlfriend thing definitely bothered me. I don't like that character. I, and then, going back to the scene where they're at the table, uh, you know, she's like, she's she's getting engaged. She shows him the ring, and he's like, oh, damn, that's crazy. And she's like, well, you could say uh, congratulations, and you're happy for me. And he's like, yeah, I could, but you know that'll be a lie. So then why make that lie? And she's like, well, you could just be a normal human, and... He was like, look, I'm still in love with you, and now you show, you invite me to a restaurant to tell me you married? Like, that's hella dumb and not cool at all. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then she says, it was something like, it was something along the lines of, uh, he was, Brock was talking about how, he, how much he hated her boyfriend. And she was all like, well, he keeps me safe, okay? Unlike you, it was like dating a roller coaster. And I'm like, hold on now. Hold on now. Don't get me wrong. Venom was good, the character, uh, but you acting like Eddie Brock was somehow this fucked up dude that 
was really prospering. That's, that was before the um, shit. I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, for, okay. I'm sorry. I'm back. Uh, for her to for her to be, pretend like Brock was Eddie Brock was all over the place, like he was some kind of crazy guy that was hard to get in control of him. It's like where's this coming from? Because if you watch the first movie, their relationship seemed almost perfect. I mean, I think the first time you see them together, it's like the scenes bathed in white, like it was heaven. Like this relationship was like the best thing ever. And so for her to act like it was somehow like a rocky road, it was like, I don't, we never seen that. That was never portrayed to us. Yeah, you somehow pretending like it was like, pretending like everything. I mean, if the, if the relationship was rocky, like that was never portrayed to us as the audience. So to hear a, a character say, yeah, man, it was tough. It was real messed up. It was crazy. And it's going, wait, what? I thought it was really cool and everything was perfect. Like, it's really jarring to hear that. I hear a character say that. And then it was like, y'all only broke up over some stupid shit anyway. And you were wrong anyway. So what are you talking about? Uh, the ex-girlfriend. They only broke up because uh, somebody sent, somebody late at night sent her some confis, not I almost said confiscated. Sent some, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, Com no complex no, uh damn it what's I'm, what am I retarded? Uh sent her some confidential Jesus sent her some confidential information that nobody was supposed to see but her, and uh, it ended up getting sent to her laptop through an email. Not smart. And her computer just happened to be open while Brock was there, and then he read the shit. And then him being an investigative reporter whose job it is to expose corruption and shit, he uh, went to interrogate the uh, the boss of the big bad company, and that pissed off the boss. And he was like, we ain't working with no more of these people like this. Like, shut that shit down. He got Brock fired. He got, uh, <coughs> he got Brock fired, and he got old girl fired, too. And so she broke up with him because of that. Like... She was like, he was like, oh shit, I can't. She was like, you got me. It was basically like, you got me fired because you did that thing you shouldn't have did and I'm breaking up with you. And it was like, but he just did his job. Not only did he, not only was he just doing his job, he did the morally correct thing. So for her to act like, yeah, he was, he, it was a roller coaster, man. It was, I never knew what kind of Eddie Brock I was getting. It was like, bitch, he didn't start his downfall until after you broke up with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't in the middle of a, uh, a downslide. He had just got fired, but things were going good. He was fine. Like, he was good. But then you came along shortly after that and was like, oh, man, you got us, you got us both fired. We breaking up. And it's like, that's when he lost his job. That's when he couldn't find another job. And then that's when the Venom shit happened. So, quit acting like the shit was up and down while y'all were together when y'all wasn't. But anyway, like I was saying, that was pretty much my biggest complaint in the movie, that scene. I didn't really like that scene at all. And then when that scene's over, it was like, what was the point of this? How is this going to advance the plot in any kind of way? <laughs> but uh, besides that, I thought it was great. I thought the action was dope. I thought the pacing was great. Uh, they introduced some characters that just like, wait, what? But I also liked how uh, each one of the, the bad people had a reason for wanting to get at a, a, a particularly good person. Um, Venom wanted to go, uh, Carnage wanted Venom, 
Uh, Cletus wanted uh, what's her name? What's his name? Cletus wanted Brock, and the girlfriend she wanted. Oh shit! Which one she want? Oh yeah, she wanted the cop. So they each had one person that they wanted to kill, so they helped each other find each other's victims. But uh, it, it was it was dope. I enjoyed the movie, man. Like I said, Carnage was just whoo. I think he's very, except for one point where he made a gigantic tornado, which I'm like, wait, what was that? Yeah, the scene at the church at the end was dope. I think it was a great set piece. I, yeah, I really, like, not a joke. I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, like I said, it's not going to be some super uh, mind-blowing movie. It ain't going to be some super deep, like, existential movie. It was just a fun little action movie, man. It was, it was really dope, and I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Uh... I think I think what I enjoy most about these Venom movies is something you don't get to see in any you know cartoon that Venom's in or any TV show or or I don't know if they do in the comic books because I've never read uh, like an actual Venom comic book a solo Venom joint so I don't know if they do it in there but what I love is how they really show you what it's like to have a voice in your head all the time fucking nagging you about everything. Like, it's not fun. It's not cute. It's not humorous. It's just annoying because he won't shut up. So, I think they did a fantastic job of that with the first one and this one. But you really get to see how how dependent they are on each other. Which is what, uh, uh, what they spoke, what are they called? Uh, uh, not a parasite. I forgot what the word for it is. But when two people feed off of each other. Um, you really get to see like you really get to see why they work because Brock wants to be the hero but he can't really stand up to certain things unless he has Venom and Venom can't really bond to anybody else like he bonds to uh, Eddie Brock so it really shows how they need each other and I thought that was dope as hell and I really enjoyed it and I can't wait to go back to theaters to see it again I highly recommend it if you like the first one. If you like the first one, you're going to love this one. If you didn't like the first one, this is not going to win you over. It's a lot of... Uh, and maybe sometimes too much, but it's a lot of the, just the comedy between... Bro I can't want to say Brooke. Between uh, Brock and and Venom. It, it, some, like I said, sometimes it goes on a little too long, but at the same time, I still enjoyed it. I still don't. It, it, it needs to be there. Just maybe like tone down a comedic part of it because it's really a weird juxtaposition with Venom who's just just tearing ass through everything. And one thing I will say, and this will probably be my final note, and then I'm gonna get out of y'all here. One thing I did, I mean, I wish this movie was rated like closer to R so we could see all that shit. But one thing I noticed about this movie, for a movie that was like non-violent, it was kind of violent. Uh, murders and stuff happen kind of stylishly off screen so you don't see any blood or nothing and, like he'll see him bite off head uh, you'll, he'll, ugh, you'll see Venom bite off someone's head but it'll cut away so you don't actually see like a head getting eaten and it, it was pretty good that it was pretty good at like but yeah that's my like what like 15 minute impression on the movie first impression cause I just seen it and then I did that show so I can't wait to see it again. Once again, I, I loved it. Um, a lot of people are clowning it on social media and they're saying like the best part about the movie was the after credit scene. Don't get me wrong, the after credit scene is going to blow your mind. I'm not going to talk about it here because that's just how 
fantastic it was. Like, I need you to experience that um, on your own. I, I don't want to be the one to spoil that for you. I hope, I hope you don't get spoiled because that's something you got to experience with your own eyes in a theater with some people you cool with who really into this comic book movie stuff. But uh, yeah, on that note, I think I'm um, I think I'm gonna call it quits. I got one recommendation for y'all this week, just just one. I don't know if y'all want me to do like one or two at a time, but just one. Um, it's a show that's uh, pretty deep into its second season now, but it's going phenomenal. Second season is definitely a step up from the first one, but uh, it's the uh, the Wu Tang Clan show. Wu Tang. I forgot what it's called, but it's there's a show about the Wu Tang Clan and how they and how they began and how they formed and how they met and all that stuff. It's a phenomenal show. Like I said, I'm about six episodes into the second season. I think there's more than that available, but I'm only like six in. Especially if you got Hulu. I mean, it's all right there for you to watch. There's a little promotion for you, Hulu, if you want to break bread with me. But yeah, it's a it's a highly recommend. It's it's a great show. Especially if you love hip hop, if you love the culture, or if you're just interested in how Wu Tang Clan became a thing, it's great for you. Uh, everybody's everybody who's in the first season is pretty much back. Um, everybody stepped up their performances, including uh, the guy playing RZA. He um, he really, 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 really stepped his game up, and uh, as far as acting goes, and everybody did to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a phenomenal show. That's just my little recommendation for y'all. I appreciate y'all. Uh, thank y'all for hanging out with me and uh, viewing the show or listening to the show, however you want to say it. I appreciate y'all. Don't forget to like if you can. Comment on the video if you can. Uh, please, please, please share. If you're really enjoying this content, show me how much you're show me how much you're enjoying it by uh, sharing it with somebody you think that might enjoy it too. But besides that, I think, I think that covers everything. I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye. Uh, I love y'all. Always remember. Do I usually do that? I don't usually do it. Do I usually do that before my... Oh. We're just going to wind down, man. Let me quit bullshitting y'all and get on up out of here. I'm out of here, y'all. Peace.